Sir Balpin, to Brass, I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making his monthly appearance in the program, what is roughly a monthly appearance, is a contributor to CBSSports.com, and specifically the Eye on Baseball blog at CBSSports.com. It's Dane Perry. Dane Perry is the guest. And this appearance by Dane Perry on the program begins in the same way that all appearances uh, by Dane Perry begin, which is with a disclaimer. And a disclaimer that goes like this. If you have come to Fangraph's audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of that site, do not continue. Do not continue. Do not continue. Instead, uh, consider listening to managing editor Dave Cameron's weekly Monday appearances on the program uh, or alternatively the fortnightly appearances made either by lead prospect analyst Eric Longenhagen or former Pirates beat reporter for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, Travis Sacek, the prolific, the prolific, the prolific Travis Sacek. Uh, no, instead, what you will find here will aid no one's understanding of baseball. Uh, it's not useless, however. Uh, in fact, uh, it serves some uh, important use, which is to illustrate uh, what a man looks like at his lowest point. And all of Dane Perry's points are his lowest point. But I have no need to belabor this introduction any longer, so we will move on to this conversation. What is it? It is Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? CBSSports.com's Dane Perry. Dane Perry, and when does it begin? Right now. So funny, Sister <clears throat> This is a bit uh, inside baseball. I mean that in a in a okay. figurative sense. Yeah. But of course, we use a program called Cast to record this. It's of little interest to people I recognize. However, uh, one has an opportunity to log in with any name uh, that he or she or they desire. Uh, you have chosen the username Roy Moore Jr. You know, Daddy lost his election. Yeah. Yeah. No. Still a winner in the eyes of a very specific God, though. <laughs> <laughs> a very, a very specific version of God. That 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 specific version of God is SEC champion. <laughs> I guess it is. I, it yeah. is, and it, it is in a way. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is, Dane. Yeah. What? Uh, um, I, I feel I should alert the people to the fact that <clears throat> you have uh, changed the planned start time to this, mm-hmm. which is yeah, it, not to accommodate. Shut, shut, shut up. Which has gravely inconvenienced uh, my plans for the day, but because I am a I, because I have a warrior's heart, <laughs> I've decided to power through. Yeah. You have a warrior's heart, but you have a 97-year-old's arteries. <laughs> the dude. Uh, all contraris to stooly. Oh, yeah? I had my annual physical recently. Oh, yeah? What are your triglyceride levels, Dane? And my markers are outstanding. <laughs> do you Do you have a report in front of you? I could I could dial it up here. Okay. On the internet. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Now, uh, did you speak with your uh, – first of all, is this part of your annual wellness visit uh, that you get, yes. that you get yes. as part of uh, your ACA policy? Uh, I, I have uh, insurance through my employer. Oh, so you do? I do. You know, I was actually going to ask you, but this perhaps is the opportunity. How about that, bro? <laughs> So you don't have to acquire insurance from the marketplaces like all the like all the unwashed masses, Dane? Yeah, I don't have loser insurance. <laughs> I will say, Dane, uh, that while uh, there are uh, certainly flaws in the law, the AC law, and while, of course, it is under attack uh, from certain uh, p- uh, parties. This is going to be a great discussion uh, here. We, we as a family, we secured a high deductible policy, granted, uh, for just $175 a month. It's not bad at all. No, it's not bad at all. Especially not bad at all. Maybe in tow now. We do, yeah. yeah. And of course, as you're aware, the, well, uh, I don't know, you, 
of course, you never got uh, insurance off the marketplace before the arrival hey, of. Hey, hey, yeah. We talking like you know me that well. No, I'm. <laughs> I I had an ACA policy for a while. Yes, but you did not have it before the arrival of your son because the law did not exist. Right. I yeah. yeah. So I was I was performing some math, Dane. Okay. Yeah, I was taking this your son's age. I was subtracting it from the current year. Okay. And then what I arrived at was Well, you you year. never you never stated this up front that that was part of the criteria. No, I was developing a thought in front of your very eyes, Dane. Maybe you should have done that in your head and come stronger. <laughs> we could avoid this little detour. No, you did have an ACA policy <laughs> as you as you say it, loser insurance uh, for a while. <laughs> And uh, I remember you actually – you're one who is who is free with his thoughts and opinions via social media platform Twitter.com. And I believe you uh, shared how you had acquired some insurance at a lower cost than you had previously. I don't remember this, did I? Yeah, you did. And I, at the time, it meant nothing to me okay. uh, because I was on my wife's insurance plan. But then when my wife left her job, then it meant everything to me. Okay. I don't, I don't remember sharing that information. Story. Keeping one's uh, – ensuring that one's self and in particular one's child is duly insured is a uh, is a harrowing and fraught experience. It is uh, – it is not one of the positives of the American experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had my own – Hey, insurance. will you get closer to your damn computer, Dane? God. That would be great. Great. appreciated. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I just want to pace. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Really, I know. I, I, I want to walk around. How it, is, how it is with your type, Dane? How am I supposed to power through this otherwise? Yeah, I uh, use your words. I had a little, little fun story about the pre-ACA oh. days. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, paid. I you know got marketplace insurance for a long time uh, because I worked a series of jobs where they were not in demand enough to provide. And from which I think you were insurance. you were uh, dismissed Summarily. at regular intervals, right? Given yeah. the bums rush, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the early nineties, I went to the emergency room after smoking weed <laughs> because I had rapid heartbeat <laughs> from weed consumption. <laughs> and from that point. Until the onset of the ACA, I could not get anything covered related to my heart. Nothing. Really? Yeah. Because I got a rapid heartbeat from hitting the ball. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. you know, heart conditions can happen. So in essence, I was faced with the choice of, you know, well, fortunately nothing ever happened along those lines. So I wasn't faced with this choice. But had I been, all right. Do I get this addressed and go bankrupt, or do I possibly die? So, those are a man's a man's choices. Those were those were those were the kind of choices you were faced with. Yeah. Did you feel? I was wondering what. I don't know how you would measure it. I believe Alex Shilton died from a similar. uh, What was the volume of shame that you felt? The reason you had disqualified yourself (laughs) from somewhat affordable insurance. (laughs) Well, the uh, the specifics of it. At some point, I got. Uh, my hands on the actuarial documentation. The specifics of it were not there. It was just rapid heartbeat, tachycardia. Right. But, but you knew the causes. I knew the causes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering. I'm just so I'm wondering to what degree did shame pervade you? Uh, none. Just really? That's called a that's called a gentleman's heart problem. <laughs> Is that how it's acquired? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> but uh, this has been in. Uh, Compelling conversation about our various health effects, but it, it is nice, right? It is nice. I will say, I, it has long been communicated to me, nonetheless, by my own mother, for example, that once you once you have a child, your concern for your own health um, is diminished, right? Ah, I disagree. Okay, well, it's, some people feel that way. Some people with, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'll reframe it properly, Sistoli, mm-hmm. so that your mother doesn't say anything stupid like that again. <laughs> your motivations for taking care of yourself change. How about that? Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Next time your f- idiot mother wants to chime in, tell her to think for five <laughs> seconds. 
So, <laughs> moron. The. The. <laughs> the it, it is yes. So you're right, possibly right, but I also would I would contend that there are other things going on because I I had already begun to care less about my own welfare. Sure. Because, and, and I think I've communicated this to you before. Growing up, I always had the sense that I that I had I had some potential, you know, How that, that I had a, a somewhat high ceiling. Well, people based tell on you what? Things. Well, you know, encouraging feedback at points. Okay. But from people who essentially are paid to give you encouragement. And then you feedback. went and got a liberal arts degree. Yeah, that was, I, I still felt like I had something to contribute. But then in my 30s that uh, I was uh, emancipated from that illusion. Okay. Um, but I do think that I'm concerned. I, I'm concerned about my son's well-being. Definitely. Sure. Of course. But I think my motivations are maybe not as pure as those of some other people. I surely would hate for him to to be hurt, but I'm also worried about how it would reflect on me as a parent. <laughs> you don't want him, you don't want him to die because it would make you look bad. That's yeah, that's like a rough <laughs> thing to put on your C V, you know? You're like your human C V. Yeah, it's like honestly, the first year we had our dog, you know, because you go to the shelter and they have you sign papers like, "Will you take care of this dog?" etc. And it's a bit they they sort of make you feel. And I think they should. They make you feel responsible for the well, for you know, for the well being of this animal. Uh-huh. And I was like, how how would it be to adopt a pet that's taken this journey, this fraught journey from you know Mississippi all the way up to. New Hampshire, where I was living at the time, and then just and, and save it. You've essentially saved this creature, right? You know, and then uh, and then just to kill it almost as soon as it arrives. I always thought that that would feel real bad. And what's funny is, well, no, not funny. But what? Uh, okay, funny, cosmically funny, is that some another couple at the school where Callie was teaching, they did adopt an, an animal matching a similar description in terms of its background and it died within two weeks of them having adopted they let it run into the road and it got hit by a car and that, it was oh, terrible wow. yeah it's terrible it's but it uh it's what you don't want it's what you don't want i have a uh <clears throat> buddy of mine from college this mm-hmm. was a few years ago he was up here and we got together and blah 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 um he is a doctor now, but he was absolutely slovenly for a long time. And sloven is that the adjective for him? He was a slav. He was a slav. He yeah. was Slavic, <laughs> Slavic <laughs> which says it all. Uh, um, but he, uh, for a time after college, he lived with his. I don't know if they're married yet. Maybe they were. Anyway, fiance slash wife at the time. And they were both kind of disgusting people. And I say this as someone who was probably disgusting back then, too. But just no motivation. And like he said, like, my entire life was lying on the couch with the ashtray propped on my bare chest watching TV. And this person, he, he got himself together sufficiently to become did, a doctor? Yeah. But here, here's, here's the awful story that uh, maybe led to him getting himself together. They had a cat. And they lived in this rented home, and they took just awful care of it. It was like a trash bin, basically. And of the home or the cat? <laughs> I was speaking of the home, but possibly the cat, too. <laughs> and the cat got knocked up and had kittens. Mm-hmm. So they they clearly didn't fix it. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. So they they rounded up the kittens and, you know, I don't know, took them to a shelter, made arrangements for other homes or something like that in their trash home. And then by the time they finally, he was finally ready to move away and go to medical school, um, they cleaned up the house, which was a massive undertaking. And behind the bookcase, they discovered <laughs> one kitten that did not make it out. <laughs> They discovered a kitten carcass behind the bookcase, uh, which had they had a clean house without, you know, trash and books and Burger King bags and beer cans all over the floor, maybe they would have noticed that. But he says this as though it was a transformative moment of his life. I Somehow my house was so dirty, a kitten died behind a bookcase. 
and I didn't, and know didn't it. notice, and I didn't smell it. <laughs> That's it's terrible. Yeah. Also, here's a question about that: like, if the cat was the cat was pregnant and yeah. then gave birth, right? Yeah. Did they not count? The kittens at some point? Did they not? There was not some sort of kitten buddy system that they employed. Are you, are you, talking, about, are you talking about the guy and his wife? The guy and his wife, right? No, no, no. This cat gave birth to kittens, right? Are you talking about the cat keep count? Or or between the two of them? Did they not? <laughs> did they not know how many? I mean, maybe, maybe this was a runt and the cat didn't want it. I don't know, but. No, no, you're way overestimating their sense of responsibility if you think they counted the cats that were born. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would just think out of idle curiosity. <laughs> any kind of any kind of hashtag cat count was way beyond <laughs> them at that point. And so you think that finding the <laughs> the feline carcass <laughs> it was sort of a flashpoint moment for him. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. We yeah. have these. Yeah. We have these, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good that it chased him in the right direction. Yes, he's now so a uh... – Sometimes, you know, at those moments, those critical situations, you know, you you, you go one way or the other. <laughs> he might have taken his own life at that point. Yeah, I mean, when you find a cat behind a bookcase, you got, yeah. one, you got one or two – one of two ways to go. One of two ways to go. Yeah. I was listening to – you know, I will occasionally share with you excerpts from the – from the the oeuvre of uh, Mil Choran. Um Kelly and I recently watched it. There's like a brief documentary about him, which had a series of interviews. And, it re- and it's, he says at some point very casually, and this is one of the reasons why I love him. Uh, he says, uh, yeah, I was never too worried about life because I know that I could always commit suicide. <laughs> so I know I could always kill myself. So uh, what's the problem? Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously – Obviously, there are um, – for some people, it's a very real thing. But for Emil Chorin, it was just uh, an option that he always had that allowed him to – he always felt as though he had a way out. It's a good, good arrow to have in the quiver, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Good quiver to have in the – no. I said it oh, correctly. Yeah, I guess the quiver is the container of the – Right, yeah. I knew what I was saying. You knew what you were saying. I don't this need guy, to, I don't need love to talk archery. There's no, there's, there's, if there's one thing for which Dane Perry is known, it's, it's archery terminology. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, I mean, go, you're the guy to go to. So, so silly, what was, what was your, what was your cat behind the bookcase? <sighs> I was a bit of an uptight kid. I did have, actually, I did have a, I did have a traumatic, this actually sent me in a, in a different way, but it was a it was a uh, a crisis moment in my in my life. Um, <laughs> at one point, I was a I was involved in Cub Scouts. That's too bad. Um, yeah. And I was en route. I was en route. I was a Cub Scout, but I was en route to uh, becoming a Weebelow. Ah, uh, Weebelow. Yep. Yeah, we be loyal Scouts, which is a weird. Ah, I never realized that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, well, it sounds it sounds like uh, it's it's Jamaican English, so far as I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> we it's literally we be loyal scouts. I crapped out um, at the Weeblo stage, which is a, what's that? I I, I, I quit that shit at the Weeblo stage. Yeah, so in fact, my departure from the Cub Scouts was also um, it was I was on the precipice of becoming a Weeblo. I had uh, for some time uh, I'd become disillusioned with my place in the Cub Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and even and my mom my mom was waiting for this so hard because my mom one of her least favorite things about was driving me anywhere as a young person she, it was clear i didn't totally realize it at the time but i started to like looking back i started to sense like anytime i was like Oh, like my ankles hurting. She'd be like, "Well, no basketball practice tonight, I guess." <laughs> and like routinely, we would show up late for my little league games, and she, her line was always, "These things always start late." Um, <laughs> she was not like a. She was not like a. Like you know, like the like a millennial type mom, right? Who's like, "Well, we gotta we gotta get going." No, she was. She just hated it. It was very obvious. 
and she would relish the moments when when it was clear that like we wouldn't have to go out to my practice or my for example my cub scout meeting and <laughs> so what happened was one day um i had a black lab and a, a dog that i loved very deeply uh cricket was her name ah cricket Good and, name. but cricket did uh, occasionally chew things up uh-huh. and one of and i left my i left my uh, cub scout shirt with the with my wee below beads attached, it was this like yellow. It was a, like a yellow string of beads on kind of like a like a cheap plastic mm-hmm. sort of string. And uh, cricket <laughs> cricket uh, nod her way through my wee below beads. Uh-huh. Um, and when I went to put them on, I think I like rested them. I rested the shirt or something on a um, like on a bureau, and my wee below beads <clears throat> spilled off of this. String, the string, this plastic string behind my bureau. Okay. And I had what would what you might consider to be an it an inordinately strong reaction to this, um, <laughs> and I started sobbing loudly. I started sobbing hysterically. Perhaps I was just uh, for me it was very stressful for this like nine year old kid. Uh-huh. And my mom came in and <clears throat> what I consider at the time was. Consoling me, relieving me of my obligation, but I'm sure from her point of view, relishing the fact that this was over now. I said, well, we don't – she said, you know what, Carson? You don't have to go to Cub Scouts ever again. <laughs> and so and so, she called up my pack leader yeah, yeah, or maybe even my den leader, which was a more – you know, we would go over to – Either Nat Otterson's house or we'd go over to Ryan Heath's house. Nat Otterson. Nat Otterson, yeah. Nat Otterson, Ryan Heath, those were two those are two members of my local den. Nat Otterson. Of course pretty the solid den name. is part of Huh? Nat Otterson yeah. is pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. But and then we would go and then of course um you know, the den and then you'd go to the pack meetings once a month or sure. so. But yeah. as one does. Um, yeah, as one does. But the den meetings I think were weekly. And uh anyway, yeah, so she called up you know, Nat Otterson or Ryan Hughes' dad or whatever, and uh, I never had to go again. How about that? That was the end of my tenure as a Cub Scout, almost wee below. It's not too late to get back into that. My dad helped me. My dad, who was not a craftsman, uh-huh. he, he aided Soapbox me. Soapbox derby? He aided me in the construction of my, the, the miniature, like the miniature Soapbox derby. It wasn't a, lo- a larger. Right. So it wasn't the proper Soapbox derby. It was whatever the small cars were that you would make they would Cow- go on the cowards track. derby <laughs> losers derby <laughs> that's that's actually what they're changing the name of the healthcare marketplace to <laughs> and in any case we <laughs> it was clear that it was clear that everyone's father helped which i guess is kind of the point you know sure. uh, it's like a project for and i and i would I am an enlightened 21st century male, and so I would say that the mothers help. But in Concord, New Hampshire, that is not how things worked. Yeah. In Con- on, the, on the heights of Concord, New Hampshire, it was the heterosexual fathers who helped their heterosexual <laughs> sons <laughs> construct these. Um, and it's just, that was just the reality of the time and the place. Wasn't that the and motto the, of uh... – <laughs> 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 But um, – uh no and uh it was clear that the father's helped and uh, but my dad had little to no experience uh with this sort of craftsmanship and we basically you're given a block of wood I don't know probably like eight inches by th- by three inches by three inches yeah. and we essentially showed up with that block of wood <laughs> and four wheels, wheels on it. Yeah. attached to it. <laughs> And Ryan Heath's dad and Nat Otterson's dad had clearly yeah. uh, had a lot more input. Also, another part of it is that when we put the axles on, somehow we we damaged the wood so that the axle was constantly falling out. So I'm not even sure. Yeah. So it had a real it had, it had a real right it had a real right lean to it. When as soon as you let it go, it would just go right. Uh, well, so we just, lost. Yeah. We finished yeah. in last place. Is my is my point. Just need to get those tires balanced. Be fine. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it, would, it didn't turn out well. So but I was really happy. Uh, I was I was happy in this case for my mother's own my mother's own inclination towards indolence in parenting. Uh, I was ultimately relieved uh, by it. I w- I have the. I'm very thankful my son is not into scouts 
mm-hmm. or uh, particularly music. Um, like I'm amazed. Any music. What's that? Any music you like? For, like singing, playing an instrument, anything like that. I'm, like I'm amazed by these parents who force their children to learn instruments because mm-hmm. I I can think of really nothing so awful as having to go to a recital. Oh yeah, but don't you have to do that anyway? Nah. No, there's not like a fourth grade concert at the school or something. Jesus, no. Really? That was that was Catholic crap. He's in public school now. Yeah, we had that in public school. Yeah, there's like always the winter concert. Thank God above. No, we don't have that. <laughs> did you did you specifically vote vote to? to Honestly, that funding? was part of it. I hated going to the Christmas program so much. I was like, oh God, give me give me sweet sweet secular lack of obligations. We, I'm telling you, we had that, and we had that at, at our, and I could tell you that the the middle school still definitely had it at the uh, in Concord, New Hampshire. Yeah, and I don't think Concord, New Hampshire, to say is is, I don't think it's a place that is uh, has too much funding for the public schools. Yeah, you but, can't you can't lay that on a parent. No, I agree that you can't uh, make parents go to recitals, nobody or programs, or nobody needs that in their lives. No, I agree. Yeah. I'm just telling you, man, I'm really thankful my son is not into music. Like sports, yeah, no, I, hell yeah, I'm there every second. But, yeah, but you're kind of, I mean, what you're just essentially now is just broadcasting your own preferences. Well, yeah. If you were musical, then you would probably, what if you? What if your son was Well, yeah, I didn't say it? I was objectively correct or anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> just, what if your son showed. I don't begrudge inter- anyone else. Come on, man. What if your son, son not only my son. interested in yeah. yeah? What if your son? What if your son not only exhibited interest in it, but also demonstrated a capacity for music? I'm sure I would adapt and power yeah. through, mm-hmm. but I'm thankful I don't have to. Do you think yeah. it's just because? Because obviously, like T-ball is not. I very would have in order to go to recital. I would first have to find a cat behind the bookcase. <laughs> Is what so like a t ball game is both frustrating and also long, right? It's at least yeah. an hour long, and those are what we those are like weekly, right? T ball, yeah. What are you coming at me with t ball for? I'm just saying that that is he's frustrating. 10, dick. Yeah, I understand he's 10, but he has been younger, right? Because on account of he's human, right? Ah, what is this talk? So when he was six or seven, he played yeah. t-ball. Seven. <laughs> six. Five. I'll allow. I don't know when six. I'll allow. Five and six. Yeah. And t-ball is difficult to watch as well. And that's I, 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 I enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it even in those days. Yeah. Right. So you have a because, fr- and I think it's maybe because you had like a framework for enjoying it, right? Well, how, you mean as in? Well, you just like you'd been there before. You understand the sport, etc. Well, I understand t-ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. Do you know the rules of t-ball, Dane? <laughs> and the basic skills required to yeah. play it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, listen. We did not get to what was it, immediately a very pressing question, which is, Uh-oh. which is your markers. Oh. Yeah, let me uh, – I'm trying to remember the name of the online portal. It's just too late. Well, yeah, you got to have an online portal. Yeah, I got to get that portal, bro. <clears throat> so let me – It is uh, weird that <clears throat> – Yeah, why don't you go on about something while I'm figuring this out? Mm. Uh, my chart, it's called. My chart. I, oh, okay. I can tell you a brief story is that we had a couple of our friends open uh, – oh, not open, over recently. <laughs> he split uh, them one, open. <laughs> we, we broke our friends. We yeah. broke our friends' Good. lives. The no no we had some of our friends over recently for dinner, and uh, w- uh, one of them, one of them it works in administration in a local school, and the other um, barely listening. LOL. No, it's okay. I, you you get you don't need to know this much, but this is context. And the other is in a nursing program, yeah. and so <laughs> that that's a bit of context. At one point, we were <laughs> we were sharing with them. Some some techniques we're using in our parenting skills, uh-huh. and and the husband pauses and he goes, "Before you continue, <laughs> I have to inform you that uh, because of my role in the public schools, I am a mandatory reporter for child abuse." 
And then you said, well, never mind in that case. I said, I said you can report us. This is – we're trying our hardest. Yeah. <laughs> this is two people trying their hardest. So this kid needs to be taken away for his own welfare, and you can place him with someone better than do it. <laughs> Sounds like a challenge. What are you dipping into some cereal there, Dan? I'm going to have some uh, <laughs> breakfast here today. By breakfast, I mean the first meal of the day for me. I don't care what time it is. It's, yeah, I'll so say it's 12.30 local time. Ah, 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 breakfast at the shower. Some crap like that. That's, that's a perfect imitation of you, by the way. Perfect. All right. Uh, my total cholesterol is 150. Okay. 150. Which is, is that a good, good number? What? That's a good number? Yeah, it's a good number. I, yeah, I don't, I forget. I, I, I only remember for like the hour that after I receive my results. Triglycerides, 64. That's good. What is that? Did, did, is there any sort of suggestion on there? It's like what, where you are in the range? Uh, it should be, according to this, it should be under 100. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Your triglycerides. Yeah. Good triglycerides. What's your blood pressure at? Uh, it's not on here. As I recall, it was one one ten over sixty nine, which is nice. normal range. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So yeah, I know that. Before you saw these, st- what the standards? The, what the standards? Yeah, for blood pressure have changed. Uh, is that right? The normal range has changed. Okay. Lay it on me. Uh, let's see. New blood According to guidelines. who? Sistuli. According to... Cub Scouts? Because uh, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, the American look, Heart Association? I don't need the Cub Scouts telling me what my blood pressure should be. So what American is it? Heart Association. What are you doing? The American College of Cardiology. Uh, so they've changed it. It used to be 140 over 90. 140? That was – if you crossed that threshold, that was considered high. Yeah, that's a little permissive. They yeah. lowered it. Yeah. They lowered it to 130 over 80. Okay. I've always been told like 120 over 80 is normal. It's like the, so I'm the, telling you what was considered high. The upper though. bound of normal, I should say. Oh, okay. Well, I'm fine there too, Sicily. You're doing a good job. It's like I'm I will surprised. be living forever. I'm I'm very surprised. Are you? Yep. I take care of myself, Sestuli. Yeah, but I I just feel like you're genetically predisposed to to a lot of problems. Like I've, like I've looked at you. You you have a mongrel's bearing. I didn't, look just because I'm ugly doesn't mean I don't have longevity and health. No, it just seems like yeah. it seems like you're clearly the like you're clearly. The you're clearly like from the stock of peasants. You know what I mean? Sure, hardy, yeah. hardy peasants. No, no, like strapping, like who, strapping peasants. No, like people who were definitely the first people to die in the mine. Once you, you look were, up, you look were, up the hashtag, you were the original. <laughs> look up the hashtag, hashtag strapping peasants and tell me what kind of images you see. <laughs> Why aren't you looking it up? Because I know what's on there. Because you invented it? <laughs> I'm the leading poster under that hashtag. P-E-A-S. I started the 4chan thread on strapping peasants. <laughs> I, it's possible I spelled peasants wrong. That's embarrassing. Oh, did you spell like pheasants? No. Is it? How would you say P- P-E-A-S-A-N-T-S? S-A-N-T-S. S-A-N-T-S? Yes. S-A-N-T-S. No, in fact, uh, no one has claimed this. Huh. You want to be the first? What about strapping pedants? <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have use for pedants. Yeah, I have, uh, I do a thing now. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this or if you're aware of this name, but I'm the copy editor for Fangrass.com. Yeah, I was aware. <clears throat> What's that? I was aware. Yeah. So um, 
sometimes I have to provide notes for our writers uh, just to – just to – because it makes sense. Be right? less we have – is that – do you write that a lot? No. Yeah, well, that's – to some people I do. Dave Cameron. Dave Cameron. Dear Dave Cameron. But um, uh, for example, some for some people, I I am aware of the fact that the notes I'm providing are not invited. You are not I mean? what? No one's ever like, oh good, I got an email from the copy editor. What right. what glory could I find inside? <laughs> no one says that. I was like, Ugh, I'm opening this begrudgingly. So I will provide. I will. I will uh, make it clear that what I'm providing you is a pedantic note. Uh-huh. So I will. I will send a link to the post. Your post is now published at fangraphs.com, I'll say. Here, are, here is a pedantic note. Just to make it, uh, to make it clear that I know that this is, um, not fun for anybody. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's fine. I didn't really hear the last part of that. No, that's fine. Okay. So I'll just say it's fine. Doesn't, uh, really, doesn't really commit me one way or the other. Throwing caner. Throwing caner? What? Throwing What are you on about? I wrote a note about throwing caner. It's called throwing caner. I don't wanna I don't no, want so, I don't want you to walk me through any edits you're doing here. No 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 I no no this is one of the notes I had. Oh for the Oh uh, yeah, here's what I was gonna ask you. Podcast notes. Yeah, Dane, do you think there's any merit No. Uh to your reputation as the bad boy of CBS Sports? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are saying that. Online. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh. They said Dane Perry? Oh, do you mean the bad boy of CBS Sports? Yes. Black leather jacket, smoking. And and more specifically, CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. Yeah. That, where you, yes, where that, you provide that, internet that, content. Uh, that branding and platform still going strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that? I, I'm just living my life, man. I'm just doing my thing, you know? Whatever people want to call me, they'll call me. Yeah. You know? What, what was the reason that... You know what I'm saying, you know, mother... What, why... You know what the f*** I'm saying? Why were you recently put on you, proba- probation? You got me, my man? Why were you I'm going to do this. Just... I'm going to keep this routine going until we end this thing. Um, I'm going to say one thing and it's going to, it's going to make you concerned that I'm about to talk about a, about a television show. Okay. I want to to assure you up front. That's not going to happen. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. And I want to assure you that I have no intention of talking about a television show. Is it it like, this is us? Because I don't want to talk about that at all. No, it's not. This is us. Okay. But, but it is a television show. That documents the that documents your generation when they were kids, and I wanted to ask you about what is the name of the show? It. It's called Stranger Things. Oh, that okay. Yeah. And I don't. I have no interest really in talking about the show. I don't. I don't care about anyone's taste in television programming. Yeah. I have no interest there's, in any of that. Those are reasonable stances. Okay. I watched However, the first is, season of that, by the way. Okay, good. So that's that's all you need to know. It there's was a fine. Where it was fine. Okay, fine, but yeah. I don't even care about your opinion on it. Yeah. Nor do I care about. I don't even care about my own opinion. I saw about it, the like show. the first season of Stranger Things. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene. It was you fine. It was fine. You all right? So you remember the young boy who's who was taken and brought to the under the upside down? Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and you remember his brother, who's kind of like the punk outcast, right? His his older brother. It gave him really older, good taste in music and made him complicated. Yeah, his older brother, of course, is also interested in photography and takes some creepy voyeur photo, voyeuristic photos. Uh huh. At one point, Do sure. You that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay, so Steve, who's like the ah, he was uh, the best. I love that guy. Okay, fine. He is the Steve O. That's what I, I think. I would you say. and Steve share a, yeah. share a taste in in. Uh, in women, because I think he's particularly interested in was it uh, Heather Locklear's? No, no. Um, what? He has a he uses a lot of hair product. One that's that's, oh Morgan hair Fairchild. Hair. Morgan Fairchild. Were you ever interested in Morgan Fairchild as a youth thing? She's all right. Sure. Okay. She's no. She's no Winona finished Ryder. Presented. She's no Winona. Okay, but, um, So at one point though, Steve 
the jock boyfriend of uh, Nancy, I think. I wouldn't call him a jock. He's just a popular would, kid. I, I wouldn't call a him popular, a jock. Not, popular boyfriend of Nancy. Yeah. <clears throat> At one point, we find him, after the, the, the sort of um, knowledge of these voyeuristic sorts of photos have come out, yep. he's waiting on the older brother's car. Yep. He's... And the older brother shows up. Now, they're waiting there, like, and he's there with his little entourage. Yeah. Right? Popular yeah. entourage. Yeah. And they're all in what could be – they are – they're in dick formation, right? They're, <laughs> they're prepared to be dicks to him. <laughs> right? They, they're, they're spread out in a way that suggests uh, we are malingering and we're going to hurt we're you somehow. We're going somewhere. to give this guy a dickie. Yeah. yeah. And what happens is the the older brother – you know, he's kind of meek. He has a meek bearing. So shows you up. Think. They take, yeah, sure. But they take his camera, and they break it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a kid who's like clearly poor, right? Like he right. has. He's the product of a, a working single mother. Yeah. Who, you know, she's only at the department store, and she's not working because her her child has been stolen. This kid's brother has been kidnapped by a, a literal monster. Yeah. And they take his camera, and he literally just throws it on the ground. <laughs> the most expensive possession this kid has, they're just like, whatever, and they throw it on the ground? So and I was wondering, for? and I was like, that is, that's cruel. And and here's the question. Of course, you have an older child now. Yeah. Are, do This is a very naive question. From what you could tell, do children, are children this cruel now? And at the same time, and at the other question is, when you were that age, because I think you were, I think you were like almost the exact age of these kids. Like they were. Yeah. Probably 13, 14. Yeah, you were, yeah. So you would have been more like the younger brothers or whatever. Yeah. But, but, um, were kids, like, do you have any memories of people being particularly cruel at that age when, when you were that age? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, any vivid memories? No, I mean, uh, there was, I mean, now there's all this emphasis. Wandering from the hey, computer. I can't hear you. Yeah, Daniel. I know. I just realized that. Shut your mouth. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, now there's all this emphasis on, you know, anti-bullying initiatives and that sort of thing, which is very much a good thing. There was not this, you know, when I was growing up, and it was, I mean, like, teachers would kind of, like, wouldn't do anything unless it was physical violence involved. Like, you know. Right. This is like a real fight. Yeah. Right. Like a fight. That's when the teachers would step in. Otherwise, there was no, like, there was no, like, social prohibitions on pecking order and bullying and anything like that. Like there is now. So, yeah, that was, yeah, that was nothing. Were you ever, were you ever either bullied or on the bullying side of a, uh... Both. I mean, it was, it, it was a... Older kids picked on younger kids. That's how it was. It wasn't so much like, I think where I was, for whatever reason, it was more of an age thing as opposed to like mm -hmm. rich kids picking on poor kids, as the scene you're talking about. Did but you it, did you ever throw anyone's camera under the ground? I did not throw anyone's camera on the ground. What's the What's the most expensive piece of merchandise that you ruined? I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't recall doing. That. I mean, I I recall like one instance of me picking on a kid. What did you do? I kind of like just wrestled him to the ground and kind of threw him around or something. But I mean, there was an older kid. There was a guy ahead of me who did they? Did he have to call the? Did he have to call the Boys Town Hotline? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but you don't remember Boys Town Hotline? No. What is it? That's what? like um that that's if like you're going to commit suicide. That was it. Oh was a no, no, commercial no, no. from I, the eighties, no, I, I think. He turned out fine. It's for kids, like if for kids who have been abused or suicide. Yeah, I remember commercials when I was a kid. Call the Boys Town Boys Town Hotline well, now. Did you ever force it? Did you ever call the Boys Town Hotline? That's my knowledge. He's doing fine these okay. days. No, I never called the Boys Town Hotline. I wasn't aware of that. But yeah, there was an older was kid. It, was who, it Roy Moore Jr. that you did that to? Yep, <laughs> yep. Boy, he turned out all right. <laughs> no, but there was a kid ahead of me. And we've since become friends and all that, but he used to like spit on me when I walked past him in the hall. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it was just so like, it wasn't. It was just part of it. I don't know. And I, you know, I, I've, I have since apologized to the guy I did that too, but it was not unusual at all. In fact, like I would say the majority of 
I mean, yeah, in those days, I think girls had a different way of bullying. It was more socially mm-hmm. oriented. But in those days, yeah, the boys would just pick on younger boys, and that's just how it was. Um, do do you regard it to some degree as a rite of was it a rite of passage? I don't I don't know that anything good came out of it. No, I mean, no, I think it's right. I think it's a good thing that there's an emphasis on eradicating it. And no, I mean, even without bullying, you're going to have you know I I think it's I think it's good for mm-hmm. people to be in contentious situations from time to time just so they learn how to handle it. But no, I don't – anything like ganging up and using status over someone, I don't see anything metal testing to yeah. come out of that. No. I suppose it is – it does seem to strike me as better, however, if it is age-based. Like to be bullied by someone who's older than you seems preferable than someone who's in your in your. Yeah, it was easier to shrug off, I think. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you're, like, you're like, this is not – you could because you can be very clear about the fact that it's like uh, everyone's everyone's uh, participating in a certain role, and that you will also have the advantage of if you so chose. Yeah. You could um, you could you know you could also assume that role when you got older too. Yeah, I'm not saying again. I'm not also. I'm also not saying it's. Great. I recall uh, this has nothing to do with bullying, but rather it was a power move. I still respect. Um, it was like an eighth grade dance. And I was going to fight a guy, a kid who was also in eighth grade named mm-hmm. David. And, uh, I didn't want to fight. He didn't want to fight, but there was that social pressure going on, you know, like, Ooh, they're going to go at it, you know, that kind of thing. And like, we were kind of standing there and it became increasingly apparent that nothing was going to happen besides just talking and whatever. And he turned around and walked away and said, I don't feel like beating your ass tonight. Do you did you wish after that that you would you would thought of that first? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But he, he like got the last word, diffused the situation, and kind of had the uh, social upper hand, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It was a power. It looks like yeah. He, yeah. You shaped it because I absolutely could have taken him. Yeah. You could have. I think so. I, who knows? No. That would well. That I mean, I guess if you'd wanted to to see it out, that would have been your response, right? Yeah, like yeah. If I really, if I really thought I could have taken him so greatly, I probably would have said something to escalate again. But I was like, okay, good. Yeah, you didn't want to. You didn't want to. I didn't feel like it. Yeah. Was this uh, before or after you were concussed in football practice? By (laughs) this was. I think this was. Can you just? Can you? Can you wait? Wait. You've told it multiple times. Can you just give us the thirty second recap of the story? Okay, thirty second. I'm sure it brings great pleasure to a lot of people who listen. I was. I was playing safety during a practice uh, scrimmage, probably. And uh, there was an interception on the play, and the flow of play reversed. And Dietrich Clausel, who was our star tight end, went on to play for the University of Miami, the Hurricanes. Uh, he absolutely laid into me. I didn't see him coming. I was like <laughs> – I was uh, – you know, had my mind on, you know, blocking for the guy who intercepted the pass. And he was, I don't even know what he was doing because he should have just been trying to tackle the guy. But instead, he decided to absolutely blow me apart. And he he was bigger, stronger, everything you want to throw in there. And he absolutely sent me flying. <laughs> and every, it was like I couldn't decide what was more painful, the fact that he had just rattled every bone in my body or that he had knocked every hint of wind out of my lungs. So I collapsed on the ground (laughs) and the coaches came over to tend to me. And these days, like, you know, the coaches were the first responders, which is, but like in those days it was like, you know, if you got a head injury, it was called ringing your bell and you ran laps until you felt like getting back in practice. That was the concussion <laughs> protocol. So that was the kind of thing we were working with. And anyway, they were they were bit over laughing at the noises I was making rather than <laughs> attending to me. Because it was like it was like <laughs> it was, it was something like that. 
So the coaches were laughing, the players were laughing, and I was in what remains probably the most pain I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Did that you, was uh... Dietrich Clausel, who sadly has passed on, uh, destroyed me on that play. And he was, I mean, he was like apologetic about it afterward. He was such a nice guy. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, he, uh, yep. <clears throat> Is that a story that you later recounted over beers up at Ronnie's farm? <laughs> they were probably still laughing about it at Ronnie's farm. Uh, <laughs> so I probably didn't talk about it. <laughs> Ronnie played football too, so he, he witnessed it. Yeah. Did he ever get lit up? No, Ronnie was a good lineman. And lineman... He was. Lineman, I don't know, there's not really enough room for... There's not enough time to build up momentum to blow up a lineman like that. So... Ronnie's farm. I think I would love to perform. You know, if there were sort of a a documentary that would that attempted this. I mean, this is obviously what what illusions of grandeur, right? But if there was a documentary to complement your monthly appearances on Fantasy Audio, <laughs> we could go to the place. It would be like our own personal showa. You know what I mean? We go to the place where it, where all these atrocities occurred. <laughs> Like your birth and where Dietrich Clausel nearly nearly killed you, we, we, we you would recount the yep. the horrors that you experienced there. Yep. There would be people who witnessed it. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember that sound. Mm-hmm. Sounded like sounded like a thirty odd six blast across the fields. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, one other thing that uh, the uh, popular television program Stranger Things remind of which, though another thing of which it reminded me that I I'm positive I have not pursued to the degree that it merits uh, as far as we are concerned here is your interest in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh hell yes! It has not. We have only scratched the figurative surface. Yeah. Well, I, that- I'm not going to get too deep into it today because this requires, say, yeah, I think a full episode. Uh huh. Um, that was AD and D was my homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, AD and D. Yeah. This is advanced. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. yeah. What, what was that? Can you just explain? I understand that there, there. It's very likely this is common knowledge. It's not. I'm not familiar with it. Okay. What? Tell me the difference between the two. More variables, basically. More different kinds of characters. More monsters. Monsters. Um, <laughs> or, uh, will you get? Will you please come closer? Will I'm, I'm getting something to... out of the cabinet. Shut the f- up. I'm trying to find something to put on this meal I've been trying to make for twenty minutes. Choke your face. It really, all it sounds like you did, you have done, is just dump a bunch of honey smacks into a bowl, Dane. I'm about to, I'm about to bully you. <laughs> all right. I have what I need. I'm back. Okay. Look at the cash. So, the way, the way I've seen it portrayed, yep. it seems like there's a lot of pressure, a lot of responsibility on the shoulders of the so-called dungeon The dungeon master! But it's like this. Whoever it is, this kid's got to tell like a whole story. That's that was my role, Sisterly. But it sounds like it sounds pretty intricate. It was. I mean, I I put a lot of man hours into that thing. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, I was the dungeon master of 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 solid reputation. I might add. Okay. Older. Now who else? Older Air Force guys complimented my dungeon mastery. Whoa! Wait a second. <laughs> I knew that would stop you cold. <laughs> yeah. <wait a> second. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of you as like a 13 year old playing. What What's happening here now? We would occasionally play with adults, and a uh, lot of them happen to be. How did that? There what, seemed to be uh, quite an affinity for Dungeons and Dragons at the local Air Force base. What creepy ass personal ad <laughs> made this? Made this relationship possible. <laughs> a friend of mine's dad was like a high-ranking officer. And right. Is there is there was there a base near you down there? Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. And so, so he so did did he, that kid's dad play? Uh, no, he kind of like would watch and chime in, sort of that kind of thing, but he never really. But he would with us. he passed along the fact that there were some ace <laughs> junior high schoolers in the area. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and some Air Force dudes would play with us every now and then, and they complimented wow. my mastering Sestouli. I had to tell you something, Dane. Okay. My friends Micah and Brooke are mandatory reporters for the state of Maine. Okay. I don't necessarily. <laughs> hey, not their I jurisdiction, bro. I don't know what <laughs> what the statute of limitations is, but do you have something you need to say, Dane? I'm afraid I made it to the state line before they could get to me. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? I, I, it doesn't. Uh, so you were what? So it was you. You sort of. How many other people are playing in the game besides the dungeon master? I mean, it varies. Usually, it's like me and two or three other kids. At that, you occasionally would have kids. You would have larger games. Yeah. So there was you, two or three other kids, and then how many grown men responsible for flying <laughs> yeah, I, death machines? I, I will say the Air Force Invitationals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> took place only like two or three times, so okay, yeah, not a regular occurrence. Yeah. Now, did they did they happen at the uh, <clears throat> at the Superdome? <laughs> the Mississippi Coast Coliseum. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It took place at the Boyd Residence, Sisterly. Did they ask you to wear anything specific to show up? <laughs> just, for the, just, for these? just wizard's garb. <laughs> Classic. No. Classic wizard's garb. Yeah. And so you were you would serve as a dungeon master for Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Yep. Now, I know that die of uh, various sides uh-huh. is called for in this. Yeah, uh, 20-sided die. Okay. And everyone what? Everyone has a character? Uh, those who are not the dungeon master have a character, okay. hit points, levels, all that kind of stuff. Okay. I uh, one of my favorite things was to go to the, I guess for lack of a better word, the gaming store, mm-hmm. uh, which was not that far from my house. I could walk up there and ride my bike. And the man's name was Lou Zaki. Awesome. Z o c c h i. Wait, Z O C C H I. Oh, that's a good name. That is Lou Zaki. Wait a second. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, technical sergeant from the United States Air Force, gaming hobbyist, former game distributor and publisher, Whoa. and maker and seller of polyhedral game dice. The Air, the Air Force D D Nexus becomes clearer. I would like you. I'd like to inform you, uh-huh. Dean Perry, uh-huh. that Lou Zaki uh-huh. has a Wikipedia page. Of some length. Good lord, what a day. Let me... <laughs> Lou, there he is, Luzaki. There is a whole section of his Wikipedia page <laughs> titled Study of Dice. This is amazing. Wow. So, do you know this, this man pictured here, Luzaki? You know him? I mean, I don't... I mean, I, I knew who he was and would see him in the store. Yeah, Okay. But uh, were you it's not like he would he, recognize me. Were you aware that he play, he, he playtested such early war games as Bismarck, Africa Corps, Jutland, and not just those three, but also Stalingrad? I, I, I'm i not surprised by any of that information. So, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, dog. Zaki and his company Game Science have published a number of games over the years, many designed by Zaki, but are best known for making dice and inventing... The Zakihedron. 100-sided die. Yeah, he had, he had bins of dice, like, at his store. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh... Man, those were the days, Stilly. He's a real dice man. That guy's, uh... Luzaki. He's probably my personal Hall of Fame, Stilly. Yeah, you're... I'm gonna send him a, I'm gonna send him a notice of induction. He's in your pantheon. Yep, Lou Zaki. Did he? I'm looking at a at an image of Lou Zaki right now. Yep, and he is wearing the hell out of a t-shirt. Yes, he is. I'm, I'm looking at the same mm-hmm. image. 
He's getting, he's getting every inch out of that shirt. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. This this is a this is a t-shirt. This I'm gonna guess it's not 100 percent cotton by the way that it is conforming to his every curve. Yeah, yes. It's got to have some sort of acrylic in there. But let, let just admire the stance there. Just the utter confidence at once, confidence and insouciance. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, this is that is a buffalo stance right there. <laughs> yeah, Luzaki. He appears to have some manner of credential around his neck. I wouldn't surprise me at all. That guy. That guy is all sp- access at the convention. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you, Luzaki is all access. Does Luzaki's credential allow him to enter anywhere? Mm-hmm. Yep. Does it allow him to enter, to, to enter smoky backroom gaming halls? He can get in the basement of NSA headquarters with that thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. You're not allowed here. Uh, I'm Lou Zaki. <laughs> My apologies, sir. Now, how did, how did your Mississippi town allow this, uh, allow this Goomba into, into, the <laughs> limit? Well, we were on the, uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast, which is, uh, well, Mississippi itself ends with a vowel, so That's I understand true. him. Yeah. yeah, I think culturally, uh, probably had more in common with New Orleans area than the upstate Mississippi area. So, okay, you saw some uh, fine Italian folk there, so, mm-hmm. yeah, particularly in Biloxi. Yeah. Also ends with a with a vowel. Ah, very true. Something to think yeah. Um. Dean, you appear uh, to have fulfilled. Yeah, the, I have. I was just noticing that that it's time to end this. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, we move on. And I think what's most important here is that my son has managed to nap through this entire thing. That's uh, a day. It's a good day. Which makes, him, which makes him one of two people who've napped through this entire episode. You more figuratively than literally, but uh-huh. definitely figuratively. Yeah. Was it Golden Grahams, not Honey Smacks, Dane? Uh, I'm not eating cereal. What were you pouring into your bowl, buddy? Uh, frozen blueberries, silly. That sounds adorable. Yeah, it is. Are they frozen Maine blueberries? You know what? They might be Maine blueberries. Let me see here. What brand? What brand you got there? Wyman's. Oh yeah, Wyman. Wyman's Those are frozen. Yeah. yeah. How about? That? Yeah. You're welcome for propping up your economy. You're welcome. You need you need some propping. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot of old folks. That governor's taking care of things. Do you know that? Do you know that? It's possible. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the weather report, Stain, and I understand that it's somewhat boring to talk about the weather. It is. However, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that. I'm not going to be impressed the, by New England weather right now. Okay. The forecast for New England. Yeah. Apparently, this area is going to be visited. What is known as a <laughs> bomb? The bomb cyclone. The bomb cyclone. <laughs> which I I assume is a is a is also a sort of weapon. It is, uh. <laughs> That has been supplied to the Department of Defense. <laughs> so here, what's here's essentially what's in the forecast for the again. I recognize it's boring, but but we're actually entering like people are going people are going to die in the state uh-huh. from exposure over the next week because we are having a it's going to be a wind event. Okay. Yep. It's going to be a wind event followed by a polar vortex. Right. I'm very familiar with the polar vortex. We get it every few we're years. Going to lose, we're going to lose our power because of the wind event. I don't know about that. And then, well, I mean, half the state lost power a month ago when we had a windstorm here. Get your shit together. I don't think I've ever well, lost power. We have power. all these old, like, old growth trees. Yeah. So, sounds like you, it sounds like you need Luzaki on the scene. <laughs> Sounds like I'm gonna. Sounds like I'm gonna be using my loser's insurance pretty soon. <laughs> Muzaki doesn't need health insurance. Nah, he's not. He, rege- he's not, he doesn't need that loser pool that you're in. He regenerates. He just regenerates from the inside. Nah, that's hit points. He's got a lot of hit points. He doesn't need that. <laughs> you think he's a level seventy-five orc or whatever? <laughs> orc? I didn't know orc. Is he an orc? He's a paladin. Hey, what? What's a paladin? Like a knight, sort of. Was that one of the characters? Uh, it was, I don't know if that was that was a and d character. I don't know if you could be one in AD&D or not. We'll play sometimes, Stuart. 
The paladins, sometimes known as the Twelve Peers, were the foremost warriors of Charlemagne's court, according to the literary cycle known as the Matter of France. Hmm. Hmm. Did they kill kobolds? Otherwise, they're not paladins. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to sure Google, are there kobolds in France? Are there kobolds in France? I'm going to Google, where is Luza? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a Facebook page called Kobold France. The answer. Oh, looks the terrible. answer to where is Luzaki is is uh, everywhere. Yeah, he got that right. Yeah. Third. Oh, I'm looking. I'm looking at a picture of the hundred sided die right now. I I don't think it's called a hundred sided die, Sistuli. I think it's a Zakihedron. Yeah. Do you know what's funny about it is that if you have a hundred sides to your die, yeah, the distinctions between all of the sides are so fine that what you have is a sphere. You have a sphere. It's a sphere. I see it. It's a sphere, basically. It it, it is encased in something. So that's how it rolls. It's encased in Luzaki. Luzaki is a human hundred-sided die. For for certain games, you have to roll Luzaki to figure out what your next move is. We should be so lucky to be encased in Hey. Yep. We're done. I love you, Dane. We're done. Love you, too. I love you. Do you, you want to sign like it? it? So you fulfilled when your obligation. I let you walk over me. I, lo- uh, I want to say thank you, Dane Perry. You tell me that you like it. This has been Dane Perry of CBSSports.com. I am baseball. killing me. I'm Carson Sestouli. This has been Fangraphs Audio. Yep.